0: Hello Hawks fans and welcome to another episode of the Kettle Cast with your host Forrest Willoughby. On this episode of the cast we talk about the Hawks 123-115 to victory over the Detroit Pistons in a wild one-overtime game. Talk about just how crazy this game was, it was kind of three different games in one. Talk about Trey's huge second half, John Collins and Clint Capella really holding it down and the Hawks getting a victory even shorthanded. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Hawks came into Wednesday after a very nice win over the Minnesota Timberwolves, but they faced the Detroit Pistons without Cam Reddish or DeAndre Hunter. This is also, of course, there was still no Bogdan Bogdanovich or Danilo Gallinari. So the Hawks were really hurting from their bench and just don't have the normal hands on deck as they normally would have. And this game against the Detroit Pistons would just get wild. Um, The Pistons are not doing very well. They're 3-11. of 3-11 overall, and trying to get a win any way they can. And they came out, and they really did a good job. This first quarter was high scoring for both teams. The Hawks scored 29 points, and Detroit took the lead. They had 31 points at the end of the first quarter. Some of the things that stood out in that first quarter is just John Collins got off to a great start for him. The Pistons really had no answer for John. He scored 12 points, had a rebound and a steal, and it was just really a lot of the Hawks' offense early in the game. Clint Capella got his game started pretty well. He was 2 of 3 from the field, hit some free throws to give him some confidence there, had 6 points and 5 rebounds. Um, But the Pistons were just on fire. The Pistons shot the ball really well in that first quarter, 13 of 29 from the field. Jeremy Grant, who has come over and is sort of the head, the big star for the Pistons, had a wonderful first quarter, making all of his shots, 5 of 5, had 12 points, two rebounds and three assists and led the Detroit Pistons to that big lead going forward. Um, the second quarter was really strange because after such a high scoring first quarter, both teams, second units really struggled to score. Detroit only shot 33% in that first the second quarter. And the Hawks shot an even worse, 24% going six of 25 from the field and being so decimated and having to elevate Solomon Hill to the starters lineup. Also, Kevin Herter was a starter tonight. Um, really meant that the bench for the Hawks just did not have a lot of firepower. And that could be seen that the Hawks bench only scored four points in a game that the Hawks scored 123. It was just not a lot of help coming off the bench. Um, Capella continued, really got his good night just solidified that he was going to have an awesome night. He had eight points and ten rebounds just in the quarter, and Kevin Herter had six points and two steals. Clint Capella had a double-double in that first half so it was just a monster performance for him detroit was able to build their lead they scored 21 points in the quarter compared to the hawks 16 and were taking a a sizable lead into the second half um starting in the third quarter it had been frustrating because trey young had just not gotten going at all really Uh, a strange thing in the beginning in that first quarter Trey was able to get to the free-throw line, which is always encouraging. That's something that really kind of shows you how Trey's night's going to go. He was able to get to the free-throw line. But Trey missed four out of his first five free-throws. Just bizarre. Something you never see from Trey. And he even had a couple of floaters that he just were so automatic last year not go in. And it was it was kind of discouraging or just sort of you wondered, like, is Trey going to get going? Is he going to be able to take any momentum forward? Um, are we going to see the trade that we saw last year, the all-star player? Um, and that first half kind of as a team reflected just the struggles of the Hawks. Detroit shot 47% from the field compared to the Hawks only shooting 35%. And, um, I really felt like the Detroit's hot shootings was what really got them the lead. They weren't taking particularly great shots. I think this was best embodied by, uh, Wayne Ellington having a wild three-pointer at the end of the shot clock that went in despite being closed out on with John Collins. He just made this three that was impossible, but he made it, and Detroit was just able to make some really tough shots. They have some tough shot makers. Both Derrick Rose and Blake Griffin were in this game for the Pistons, but the Hawks were getting good looks and not being able to finish him or score the basket, so it was going to be like a frustrating loss to a team they should have beat um, going into the second half, and it was just like, is Trey going to be able to get off? And then the third quarter happened, and Trey Young just exploded. Um, he was really took advantage of the fact that the Pistons got into foul trouble early in the third quarter. But Trey Trey Young just did what Trey Young does. He had twenty two points in the twenty one points in the third quarter alone. He was six of nine from the field, one of two from three point land, eight of eight from the free throw line, and it just really got the Hawks going, and the Hawks were able to cut the lead all the way down to three with under three minutes to go in this third quarter. But then the Pistons came back and had an 11-0 run of their own. And it was really a little bit, I felt like, you know, the Hawks did everything right, were able to fight all the way back, but they started doing things and being a little bit more ambitious and get a little loose with the basketball. I mean, one of the turnovers at the end of the third quarter was John Collins passing it into Trey and the... Pistons had a little pressure, and Trey couldn't get the ball, and the Pistons got the ball and were able to take that 11-point run into the fourth quarter. And so, you know, we had this kind of sloggy first half where the Pistons are able to build the lead on some really hot shooting. Trey Young comes out, really looks like Trey, brings the Hawks all the way back, and then the Hawks give it up and have a 14-point deficit going into the fourth quarter. And it really just, it was a roller coaster of the game, and you're like, we played so well, then, you know, we weren't able to hold the lead. I mean, what's going on here? What are the Hawks going to do? And the fourth quarter was a struggle as well. Um, the Pistons were able to hold off the Hawks. It felt like every time the Hawks sort of cut into the 17 point lead, 14 point lead, it felt like the Pistons were able to do just enough to keep that lead out of harm's way. And a lot of times this season, we've seen the Hawks on the other side where. The Pistons were doing this game where the Hawks had double-digit leads, and the other team was really attacking and coming back. But in a flip of the script, the Hawks were on this side of the ball and really fought back. And the Hawks were down 11 points with about four minutes to go. And it was like if they're going to make a, if they're gonna make a uh, press to make this a game, they got to do it now. And it, it really started on a Clint Capella block. Uh, the Pistons got the ball Plumlee who a couple of times did not finish shots super well in fact one time in the first half uh, Plumlee kind of was lackadaisical taking the ball up and I think John Collins or no it must have been Clint Capella got the block and he goes to Bob you know Bob I think you could have gotten that uh, block just how lackadaisically Plumlee is taking that ball up and Bob goes only if I had a trampoline, Neek, and uh, that was pretty funny, but Plumley a couple times let Capella get back into plays and, and block shots, and so Capella goes up and blocks a shot, and they called a foul on Capella, and Capella, who had just had a wonderful game, um, would go on to set career highs in the number of rebounds and have a really nice game shooting the ball, but was feeling so good, he, he asked the Hawks, um, asked Coach Pierce to challenge the play, and Coach Pierce did, and It was a clean block, and that led to a jump ball, and the Hawks were able to get the ball. And then uh, Kevin Herter hit a timely three to cut the lead to eight, and the Hawks were off. Uh, The Hawks did a really wonderful job of just—they put the Pistons in positions to take bad shots. The Pistons certainly helped them out by taking poor shots in the fourth quarter. The Pistons would only score 14 points in that fourth quarter. And then the Hawks came down and really executed— and were able to ultimately tie the game and send it to overtime. Um, just a wild, wild fourth quarter. Trey Young, you know, at the end of the game, Trey Young, the Hawks put the ball in Trey Young's hands, and he delivered um, in the play to tie the game. He drove the ball; the entire Detroit Pistons line uh, defense collapsed on him. He flicked the ball over to Clint Capella for a dunk to tie the game. There was five seconds left left on the clock, so the Pistons were gonna have an opportunity to tie or to take the take the win, get out of Atlanta with a win, despite the Hawks coming all the way back to from seventeen points down. And, you know, one of the greatest things about this game is the Hawks were able to shut the Pistons down on the defensive side of the ball. On the last possession, the Pistons got the ball to Grant, Jeremy Grant, who had been so good for the Pistons the entire game and John Collins was guarding Grant, and it looks like Grant was able to get by John Collins. Um, but Grant gets all the way to the basket. Actually, Trey Young meets him a little a little of the way outside of the restricted area, and it's going to take a charge. But John Collins is able to get back into the play, and as soon as Jeremy Grant releases the ball for a layup, John Collins smacks it away, so the ball harmlessly falls off the backboard, and, you know, these teams go to overtime, so... To see the Hawks really clamp down on the defensive side of the ball, you know the offensive side of the ball is easy to to look at there's a lot of easy stats to see just in regards to shooting threes or getting offensive rebounds but the hawks defensive side of the ball and rebounding really are what led the Hawks to get the win so going into overtime um, after the game uh, Lloyd Pierce was asked what he told the guys going into overtime and Coach Pierce said he just said, it's time to win the game. Let's go win this game. And uh, the Hawks did that. They got down by five. Of course, they couldn't make it easy. The Pistons got five quick points, but the Hawks fought back. Um, Kevin Herter had a slick left-handed pass to uh, Clint Capella, where Capella went up for a reverse and um, Blake Griffin fouled him. And that put the Hawks up three in overtime. The Pistons came down, did not score, and the Hawks came down. Trey Young took a deep three-pointer, hit the three-pointer. The Hawks were up six, and that kind of felt like game. About a minute thirty was left and the Hawks were able to close out the game. But just a wonderful win. A really a game that could have easily slipped away and you know, being down as big as they were, no one really would have batted an eye that the Hawks lost the game after being down by so much, being down DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish but the Hawks did not ever quit and they really had it just showed a ton of heart to just not only tie the game but then in overtime go ahead and take the victory um, just some of the performances on the Hawks side of the ball it's got to start with Clint Capella Clint was a monster he ended the game with 26 rebounds 12 of those were offensive 27 points he was 10 of 18 from the field more importantly I think he was 7 of 12 from the free throw line it's really great to see him get a little more comfortable at the free throw line and Clint had five blocks Um, the Elias Sports Bureau which is part of ESPN had a stat that that's a stat line that hadn't been matched the over 25 points over 25 or 25 or more points 25 or more rebounds and five blocks hadn't been done since Shaq had done it Um, Clint And John Collins really owned the paint. The rebounding disparity was one of the huge places that the Hawks won. The Hawks had 63 rebounds compared to the 42 of the Detroit, and that was just a big deciding factor of the game. The Pistons really had no answer in the middle. They tried a bunch of different centers. Blake Griffin was down there. They had uh, Jaleel Okafor. Mason Plumlee fouled out. They just couldn't find anyone to really tangle with Clint Capella down there. John Collins, I mean, it's crazy that um, John Collins had 31 points and 11 rebounds, a massive double-double. He was a team high. The team was plus 18 when John was on the court, and he's kind of the second guy mentioned. But John had a great game, really started the game strong for the Hawks and carried them when none of the other offense was working. John had one block. Of course, it was the most important block of the game, stopping Jeremy Grant from getting the win. Um, Trey Young. Played 41 minutes. He ended the game with 38 points on 11 of 26 shooting. He was 3 of 5 from the three-point line, including that dagger three, and 13 of 19 from the free-throw line. That 13 of 19 is weird. Trey's an 89% free-throw shooter, and to see him only go 13 of 19 was bizarre. He had 10 assists, two steals, and a block. Only two turnovers. For the Hawks, it's huge that they only had 13 turnovers as a team. And in fact, in that first quarter, they only had one turnover. So after really turning the ball over against the Minnesota Timberwolves, it was really good to see the Hawks take care of the ball. Kevin Herter did really great at, uh, as a starter. He was 6 of 12 from the field, 3 of 4 from three point land for 17 points. He had five rebounds, four assists, and two steals. Oneka Kongwu got in the game. He scored two of the four points off the bench for the Hawks. He was a 1 of 3. He had two points, six rebounds and three blocks he is a spark plug he likes to get up and he's very just he has good instincts on defense he knows where to be Um, the Pistons had a rookie center um, and they played against each other actually and Okonwu had no uh, difficulty blocking um, their Isaiah Stewart's shots at all but I thought it was good to see Okonwu off the bench Solomon Hill completed the starters, and he had six points, two of seven from three-point land. He had a big three that tied the game in overtime. Um, But, you know, having him start instead of come off the bench, I think, is a bit brutal for the Hawks. Rondo, um, Nathan Knight, and Tony Snell also came off the bench. But, you know, it was just a wonderful performance, especially from those starting five. And to get almost all your points from your starting five and really have Clint Capella and John Collins lead the team and be playing so well is just super encouraging. Again, you know, it's been really the Hunter podcast over here, or DeAndre Hunter has been playing so well, but Clint Capella, man, he just continues to play well, continues to grow, and it's wild how much he's meant to the Hawks going forward. This is what, you know, this is more than the Hawks imagined they were getting in that trade last year, and so... Um, Coach Pierce said after the game, one of the things that made him happiest is both John Collins and Clint Capella were in the weight room afterwards after the game. And, you know, to see young guys just go get more working after a game like that is so encouraging. And uh, a team can take a lot from a win such as this one over the Pistons. For the Pistons, they got an awesome performance from Jeremy Grant. The Hawks really didn't have anyone who could defend him too well. He was 12-22 of from the field two of five from three-point line for 32 points, had six rebounds, five assists. He also had five fouls. Jeremy Grant sco- scored all nine of the points for the Pistons in overtime, and he's really gone up to Detroit and, you know, done exactly what the Pistons would have wanted and been their star and really looked good. He's He takes the ball to the basket um, and has really taken that number one role and run with it. Blake Griffin was 5 of 10 for the field for 17 points. He had seven rebounds and four assists. Wayne Ellington the three-point shooter I said earlier he hit just a ridiculous shot at the end of the shot clock but he was a 4 of 9 from three-point line ended the game with 16 points, 2 rebounds and 3 assists and then finally Derrick Rose was 7 of 15 from the field for 14 points. And I thought Derrick Rose he can he's a tough shot maker but he hit, took some really tough shots for the Pistons down the end of the game that where the Haw- Pistons were unable to score and really allowed the Hawks to get back into it. Um, I think it's tough for this Pistons team. They're in the m- middle of like trying to figure things out, um, and you know they had this game in hand. I know it's devastating for them to lose a game when you're up 17, um, and they were trying to get their second win on the road. But I thought the Hawks showed a ton of heart in getting this win, and and not just letting you know a slump in the first half or a bad run at the end of the th- third quarter count them out. Clint Capella had the post-game interview, and he just said at halftime he was really hyping up Trey and telling Trey, you know, we need you to be aggressive. You're our leader, and we need you to keep shooting and keep keep taking shots. And you saw just a massive third quarter from Trey. And uh, Lloyd Pierce said, you know, at the end of games, Trey Young's going to be—the ball's going to be in Trey Young's hands. He's our closer. And so it was just a really huge confidence boost for the Hawks to be on the other side— come back from double digits down and get a win. And, you know, they go and play Minnesota in Minnesota on Friday, and it'll be interesting to see if the Hawks are able to build off this momentum, if this carries momentum for them. Um, Hopefully they'll be getting some of their uh, guys back in DeAndre Hunter and Cam Reddish, and maybe we'll even get to see Danilo Gallinari soon. But uh, I thought this was a wonderful win, a very big confidence-boosting win for the Hawks, and hopefully it's something they can build on, and we'll see this as a turning point of the season going forward go Hawks. Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at kettlecast at gmail.com. If you could leave a rating or review on whatever platform you use to get your podcast, that'd be a huge help to me. Go Hawks.